Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. It is our post-show for AW Dynamite and Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, obviously, a little bit of a different approach. Last week, we did uh, one of each, but the, the SmackDown show didn't get that much attention, so we decided to roll them into one. So we're bringing you an AEW review the first half, SmackDown review the second half, sort of in the same vein as our old Wednesday Night War shows. Uh, we we aren't sure how exactly we're going to do uh, the Rampage review moving forward in August. We're going to figure it out, but you will have every show reviewed here on Fightful. Uh, first off, we got Robert DeFelice here. Robert, this is the first time we've been able to use our two-person AEW graphic that I had made. And not only that, but I feel like it's the first time I'm sitting here with you in a while, Sean. Yeah. My yeah. gosh, man. The traveling has resumed, and I already look at my schedule, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to be traveling for a while. Um, but yeah, it has been, it's been a couple weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's wild to even think. Um, I'm not going to complain about having a Wednesday night off, but you know what? Here we are at midnight on a Saturday covering this show. AEW Dynamite. First off, I want to thank everybody who has subscribed to FightfulSelect.com. And if you haven't, please do that. We are, um, as we sit here, 46 subscriptions away from an absolute milestone. And it would mean a lot to me if you guys would help us get there. Five bucks a month get you the most exclusive news in wrestling. Get you seven shows a week. Alex Palowski did a special Sour Graps on the WWE releases. I did an hour-long Q&A this week. And we got the Backstage Report podcast. The one that I dropped this weekend will talk all about the releases and a lot of backstage news associated with it. But if you're here right now, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Please tap the bell for notifications. And donate a super chat. That'll get your question or statement read on the air. Robert, this will actually probably be the most complaints I've had for an AEW show in a, probably about a year and a half. Wow. There were a lot of things that... Well, first off, I, I think they've killed the town, so to speak, <laughs> in Jacksonville. Not not their fault. That Not their fault at all, but... 
I don't think the this travel can come soon enough for AEW, Robert. Yeah, it's it's getting a little impact zony. You yes. know what I mean? It feels very okay. We know this is their home base. I'm ready to see them travel again. I'm ready to see the stage again in different arenas. I'm. It's just time for them yes. to go. Uh, little note: Zicky Dice in the crowd. Uh, we, yes, we actually ran a promo of his yesterday. And I thought he had a great quote because, you know, when he hit the free agent market, I thought that he would get picked up pretty quickly. He just, quite frankly, didn't. Uh, go check out that that video that we posted. But he had a great quote. He said, you know, I thought I'd get picked up and my friends aren't exactly advocating for me to come and take their spot. I thought that was a really good line. I'm very excited to see what he can do. If he's on darker elevation, I think he's going to make his impression felt, Robert. Yeah, uh- So they're starting Rampage. They need to boost the roster for that. Zicky Dice was very open with you about being pissed that when he was TV champion, he wasn't on TNT. And why was that? And now it looks like he's getting a shot. And I'm very excited to see what he does. And uh, he made it very clear that he wanted to work for AEW, too. He he straight up said that. Uh, So very interested to see what he does. We had Pac and Penta. Against Young Bucks, I got sold a ticket during yeah. this match. I thought that Pac and Penta were about to win after that red arrow. I was like, oh my God, they're going to pin the champions. And I am one of those people that just loads pinning champions to to facilitate title shots. Now, when it finally happens in AEW, Robert, I'll probably be less pissed off because it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, but... It's like the other company does it so much. It's one of those tropes you don't want to fall into. They sold me a ticket here. Brandon Cutler just racked that ankle with a camera. I was a big fan of the the double mask. I always like a good double mask. But this is a good opener, I thought. It's about as hot as you could expect from these four guys. And the Bucks are always good. Uh, Penta felt fresh here. Sometimes he... Feels a little stale. He felt yeah. really fresh in this spot. Pack is never bad, ever. <laughs> He's just one of the best in the world. And I think I'm with you. They sold me a ticket. Great false finish on the red arrow. And shortly thereafter, it was a roll-up and a one, two, three. That's a little too indie wrestling trope for me. But, sure. you know, it got the job done and it was a great match. Reminder, guys, get your super chats in. That'll get your question or statement read on the air. We got Mark Henry coming out to the ring now. It's one thing to see him in person like I did this past weekend, but I'm seeing like this setup and seeing a lot of these people on screen for the first time in a while because I haven't watched the pay-per-view back yet. Mark Henry looks lean as hell. My God, he looks good. And he even makes makes the little mention, I've got a lot left in the tank. I think we see a couple couple good matches with them and AEW seems to be firing on all cylinders on using inexperienced people over the hill people celebrity people and accentuating those positives Robert it seems like they're they're firing on all cylinders when it comes to that and that's amazing because here's a guy who on January 4th was in a scooter on Monday Night Raw getting terribly torn to shreds by Randy Orton. And now he looks like he could probably go a round or two if you put the right guy in there with him. And I'm happy for him. I'm happy for AEW. But he very quickly became not the talking point of this segment. 
Yes. Um, very much. Vicky Guerrero comes out. And then Andrade comes out. Or yeah. as JR calls him, Andre El Igaloo. Uh, he is going by Andrade El Idolo. Um, holy crap. This was the talking point of the night. Let's go ahead and get to some super chats here. Nick says, Andre Didolo is in AEW. Um, Bradley says, give me Andrade versus Pac every week till I die. He is an instant main eventer. Brian F says, even week episodes of Dynamite are fun to watch. Yes. I didn't yeah. feel... I've got plenty to complain about, and I still thought it was a good episode. Uh, that being said, we've got uh, Brandon Charles Powell said, oh, wait, that's the, the SmackDown one, so we'll get back to that one. But I Am Lucha says, El Idolo's debut is like when Eddie debuted with the Rascals. He's a top-tier talent, and I can't wait to see him form a faction with Proud and Powerful. I do like that comparison. It was a guy, especially uh, a minority, who you knew could perform at that tip-top level but had never really been given that opportunity. And NXT, sure, but not in WWE, Robert. He came in, he cut a simple promo in Spanish, he got the official Andrade is All Elite graphic, yeah. which they are very particular about who gets that. This there is amazing. who've been on their programming for well over a year that don't have that. Tylen King doesn't have one. Uh, Griff Garrison, he's yeah. stated that he signed, but he never got the graphic. Yeah. And this is great. I'm not sold on the Vicky pairing, but that's mostly because Vicky feels a bit dated right now yes. as a gimmick. But maybe this is the character that turns her around. I don't know. Yeah, I have not liked to work with with Nyla Rose as of yet. It, it to me it she showed up with Nyla Rose, and then Nyla Rose has effectively been off TV since then. But Anthony says, very excited to see what Andrade will do in AEW. He looks like a million bucks. He's in a great in-ring talent. Don't see how the other company missed on him. Me either. And for this promo, his English seemed fine, Robert. And this is from a guy. I, I cut an interview with him a couple years ago, and his English was not great. I mean, we, we couldn't air the interview. Uh, we couldn't air the interview. We, could, we posted an article from the interview but um, it was it was a little tough then. He has worked so hard on this, and it's an example of how hard he's worked on this, and it's an example of why he probably should have gotten more opportunities because of that hard work. Um, we have Seamus on Raw Talk saying, Andrade debuting in front of 500, why not wait for Wednesday? Why wait for Wednesday? Why not let people know that even when your show is preempted, you better tune in? No throwaway shows. None. And this, the rest of the show, you could say it was a throwaway show. But then you can't say that when Andrade debuts, Robert. Like, right. It's like something that big happens, you need to tune in. Yeah, and I think that's exactly the point. Because you could have done it on Sunday. You know, they could have done it at the pay-per-view. But the point is to say the TV matters. And this company, in the two years yeah. it's existed, has made you see every week the TV matters. And Andrade's English is great for a guy who it's not his first language. And I think his promos will only get better in time. And more importantly, the main event of Triple Mania is now pretty much an AEW main event, which is great. Kenny versus Andrade can have a ton of buildup in AEW now. Yes. 
And, uh, you know, John Moxley's gone for a bit. They said he was out indefinitely. I mean, I don't think based on the calendar, it's any secret that he's probably off on paternity uh, leave. You got a, a top level guy or a guy that everybody knows is worthy of being top level to slide right in there. Now, there's going to be some people, there's going to be some detractors, quite frankly, some weenies that go, he's a jobber in WWE. Well, you know what? Their programming has sucked really bad, so I'm not willing to take that at any face value. This is a top-level talent, Robert. And you can't say that about Andrade because he's a guy who, when everything went down and they needed somebody to carry weeks and weeks of Monday Night Raw in front of an empty performance center, they relied on Andrade along with uh, Randy Orton and Angel Garza and Thea Trinidad. So you can't really say Andrade was wasted in WWE. It's just they didn't know exactly what they had. And now I think every promotion that gets him will. Cyclops says, all I want is Los Ingobernables de AW. You never know. Sam, thanks us for staying up late. Hey, it's a part of the gig, my man. There's nothing I'd rather be doing than talking wrestling with you guys. Nerd Guru says, Fightful Fam, a bit late for me over here, so early Super Chat Smackdown was pretty meh. And Dynamite was tranquilo, but get Thea there for him, not Vicky. I would much rather Thea Trinidad be there. I agree. And you know what? (laughs) I could think of far worse groups then Tommy End, Andrade, and Thea Trinidad. Woo, damn. That would be, because, you know, they always pair you with somebody there. They yeah. always pair you with somebody. And uh, that would be the that would be a hell of an act. Kinshiro says, oh, Zicky's here. That's a cool surprise, I said, blissfully unaware of what was to come. I'm I'm very excited to see what Zicky does there because he's a very talented guy. Keep getting in your super chats, guys. We can talk more about Andrade as this goes along. Orange How Cass- long do you think it is before we see Andrade in the ring for AEW? Mm, maybe that June 26th show, that Saturday Dynamite. I think they might try to push that as like a big Dynamite because you got Omega and Jungle Boy there. Um, so yeah, I think we'll see one. I think we'll see him there. Yeah. So a trend that I, I thought unfortunately continued through this show. Now, this ain't anywhere near WWE territory where you got the same match three or four times, but Cody Rhodes, Lee Johnson lose to QT Marshall and Anthony Agogo. Now, keep in mind, after this, they do a backstage vignette where Orange Cassidy is like, you think it's over? It's not. I'm like, okay. And then another like story after story, it's like, this isn't over. This isn't over. This isn't over. I'm like, kind of wish it was. Like, I, I I like when people have one match and they move on. And if you want to give a nod to it, you move back. Um, Brian Brian F, buddy, they are not going to release Charlotte <laughs> Flair. There ain't no chance. I see them releasing almost everybody else in the roster, not named Roman Reigns, before releasing yes. Charlotte Flair. Yes, I, I legitimately think, yeah. I think that Roman Reigns is the only person more safe than her. I really do. Yeah. Ron Sanders says, I wish they had moved the uh, more of the feuds forward. All the primary feuds seem to carry through the pay-per-view. And considering Double or Nothing is, I mean, it's not going to be their biggest pay-per-view this year because All Out will be. But it did feel like I, I got a little bit of a WrestleMania backlash feel. You know what I mean? I didn't mind it with Cassidy because he's mm-hmm. in a three-way 
and he did have the out. So if they want to do a fighter fest or whatever and have Omega Cassidy be the match, that's fine. I did mind it with the inner circle, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Oh, we, we will. Well, we got this match, Cody Rhodes, Lee Johnson, QT Marshall, Anthony Gogo. A go-go cracks Rhodes with his punch, gets the win. Marshall gets the pin. I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I don't think this feud is doing quite what they thought it was going to do. I think it would have got a lot more hot if Cody was the sel- uh, the unaware or, or the, the lack of self-awareness babyface that really thinks he's being a babyface, but he's being an obnoxious heel. This is, I mean, just like, okay. It would have been better for me if a go-go just got the pin. I don't like that a go-go lost, but he was able to knock Cody out for QT to once again make Cody look, you know, like a fool. Mm-hmm. I think we're past the point where QT can be anything of a serious threat, but that's the route they chose. And for however much longer Cody's on TV, I'm sure this is what we'll see. Yeah, I, I feel like... It's just not doing it for me. It's just not doing it for me. Christian says, a weak Dynamite episode, but still enjoyable. The Britt Baker segment was weak. We did have Britt Baker come out. There were a bunch of Big Macs out there. If you're not aware, Britt just likes Big Macs. And McDonald's gave her 1,500 coupons. I didn't like the dated Oprah reference. Like It was like 17 years ago. Like Twice in one night. <laughs> Britt, yeah. like Britt was 11 or like like 12, 13 when that happened. And I was just like, eh, I thought Reba was really good here. I thought Tony was pretty solid here. Nyla Rose slapping the burgers around. I'm just like, like we're feuding over burgers. I will say that I got a really good, like John Jones before everybody realized he was a douchebag vibe out of this. Cause like, if you go back to when he won his world title, he was like, Rashad Evans, you, you ruined my special night. And no, back then we didn't all know that he was a he was like a trash fire personally, like going like all the crazy stuff going on. I remember him saying like, "And we got K Swiss at the after party, so be there, be square." And Brit's out there like, "Hey, come enjoy my Big Macs," but she's already beyond that point. Like we know she's a dastardly heel, and to me, I'm I'm like. <laughs> You know, we're not that broke. We can we can afford a Big Mac. A free one would have been cool, but I just I thought they could have done a lot better with this. Yeah, and I think they were in a rush to get to the next thing. I think Britt should have just had a moment here. The Tony thing was fun. Reba was good, and I guess Nyla's great. But there is something to be said for we're going with Nyla again. Again, Nyla's been in the top of the heap for a while. And they got but, a lot of other women that can go in that spot. And she's been on TV for so long. Like, she hasn't had consistent appearances on Dynamite. The last time she wrestled on Dynamite was March. And I'm just like, all right. I mean, she lost the, the tournament final earlier this year. She lost her title uh, last year. And it's like, she lost to, to Hikaru Shida in November. I don't need to see that every three or four months. I'm all right with it sometimes, but when you keep going back to it, I'm just like, eh, okay. I just think they could have done a lot better. 
Zach says, is QT Cody grown a bit stale? Yes, I think so. It started pretty stale for me, and it's only gotten more stale as the yes. time has gone on. The Outcast Kid said, Eric Escobar and Vicky worked. I liked Andrade Vicky. Buddy, it did not <laughs> yeah. work. No, Eric bro, Escobar was, got fired. Bro, it was on TV for like two weeks, and they just let him go. I don't know if that's really working. Yeah, it just it didn't work. No. It didn't work. Not only did it not work, they they just outright fired the guy. Like that she she yelled at him, she slapped him, and that was that was it. And he turned face and that was a wrap. Kevin Randall says when Andrade cut his promo, it gave me Latino heat vibes. Uh Andrade's been money since day one, and I'm glad he's about to shine. I think the body language is there, but I mean you all gotta remember Eddie came up like speaking English, so I mean from a promo perspective, Andrade ain't, ain't anywhere close to Eddie Guerrero. From a body language perspective, I think I think he's got more than enough. Uh, Nerd Guru says, I'm not in on Nyla Britt feud at all, man. I would much rather prefer Statlander or my pick to take uh, Britt, the belt from Britt, if it's not Rosa, Jade. Well, to me, it's like I don't see Nyla as a sympathetic baby face to Britt Baker. Like, I'm sitting there thinking... Britt Baker's the underdog. She has legitimately worked hard. She did have her celebration ruined by this woman. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm pulling for her. Big Swole should be stepping up saying, yep. hey, you know, I, I beat you it all out. Um, Statlander would be great. There is Jade. There is Thunder Rosa. There are other women out there. I'd like to see them get past this Nyla thing quickly to get to the... Not more deserving, but something that would feel more fresh. I think we're. I think it's all out Thunder Rosa Britt Baker. I think they're going to keep them apart until then, and I think it'd be wise because they're they're wise enough usually to save rematches and space them out. They didn't with Pinnacle and Inner Circle, which we're about to talk about. But um, I, I think they're wise enough to do that, and that's a that's a top level match. Well, Inner Circle does come out. There is no Pinnacle tonight, but Inner Circle. Like Chris Jericho says, he wants uh, he wants MJF. You've got probably Sammy going after who? Sean Spears, I believe yeah. it is. Uh, FTR and and the former LAX are going to go after each other. I'm going to have more on that on Fightful Select soon. And the 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 big one to me was Jake Hager challenging Wardlow to an MMA fight in a cage, in which I am just supremely fascinated about. I mean, this, like, okay, we're getting this again. I do feel like this is one that they could have let breathe a bit, but I do know that each one of these acts has individual things to go after. But after that, I would really like for them to move on. Yeah, they need to move on. And now it's starting to feel like this whole thing was booked in reverse because you started with a War Games match and you moved on to this kind of all over the place brawl, and now you want to do the singles matches. The cage fight will be fun. I wonder if there'll be any yeah. crossover with one championship. You know, that'd be interesting. I'd, I'd be surprised because Jake Hager has a Bellator contract. That is true. Um, I want to see the tag match. I want to see Jericho and MJF if it means MJF puts Jericho on the shelf for a little while or Jericho gets his win and we just move on. We need to move on, though, because this is running itself into the ground rather quickly. 
Nikolai says, if we're getting inner circle pinnacle, having uh, the parts fight instead of the hole, I'm not into the matches we get from that. They are one and one. I'm okay with it. I mean, it's going to pad out a lot of these uh, AEW shows before they go on the road. And I think you need to have some important matches there. I think they need to go the opposite route of what WWE is doing. Everybody's speculating that WWE is going to save it for the fans. No, I think what you want to do is put on a hot show and show fans, this is why you come to our shows. I think that's a much better advertising tool. Well, in fairness, at least AEW has fans at Daily's Place. WWE is still working with screens in the Thunderdome. So if they want to save it for fans, they're at least saving it for real fans as opposed to just saving it for when we start touring. Had a backstage vignette with Omega and Callis. Uh, they're going to show the people that's working against them, talking about the match with Jungle Boy. And then Jungle Boy and Christian Cage get a win over Private Party. I thought this went on a little long. Um, okay, Jungle Boy gets a win, so I'm, I'm good with that. This is how you use legends, though. You use legends like Christian Cage to prop up guys like Jungle Boy, who are young and hot talents and... I cannot wait until that song goes on the road. That was the highlight of this for me, as good as these people are. Also, Mark Quinn almost dying, one of two tonight. Uh, very glad he, he seemed to be okay. But this is, yeah, it's fine, sure. Uh, Jungle Boy may have made history in that he wrestled on Sunday, was on Elevation on Monday, was uh, on Dark on Tuesday. You're right. And Dynamite here. They put Jungle Boy over strong this week, and that's what you need to do. So, uh, not to out them, but I was talking to a WWE wrestler this week about the releases. And they knew that I had known about some of the releases. And I don't want to cause any stir, but I think this is very... I think it's more indicative of Jungle Boy than it is a condemnation of WWE. And they said, well, does does my name happen to be on the list? And I said, no. And they said, well... I probably wouldn't have been that bum because I'm watching Jungle Boy's reaction right now and getting a little emotional about it. This was over the weekend, and I was like, man, you need you need an 80s theme, buddy. That's what you need. <laughs> you need an 80s theme and some hot booking. And I thought it was more of a compliment than an insult to WWE. Um, it didn't seem like they were taking a shot at WWE at all. It seemed like they were like, man, that Jungle Boy entrance is fucking rad. And it was. Yeah, Jungle Boy is a star, and it's just growing. I think he'll be the first strong, homegrown star. Outcast Kid says they tease, tease Edge every week. What percentage he'll be in AEW? He's got a multi-year Zero. deal. He's got a multi-year deal. I, they For, tease Edge because it's easy to yeah. pick on Christian by bringing up Edge. Ricardo says, anyone notice Kenny Omega in a and jacket. I bet he would have a killer match with Mark Henry. Right. I bet he could have a great one. Cyclops is proud and powerful or underused and need to leave the inner circle for good. There, I think after this feud, they're going to the title picture. I think so. Inner circle needs to mutually part ways so that they can always come back together, but they need to do their own thing for a while. Zach says, who owns the right to Mark Henry's WWE theme? I'm pretty sure WWE does. I think they had that commissioned by 3-6 Mafia. I'm pretty sure. That's accurate. Taz is a promo on Hangman Page. They're not done. 
one of his Dark Order friends is going to team up against uh, Brian Cage and who? Uh, who I believe Powerhouse Hobbs. No, oh, there you go. Powerhouse Hobbs. Cool. Uh, Tony Schiavone interviews Sting and Darby Allen. Sting is so incredulous. He's so happy. And it's great to see. Um, Darby doesn't really get a word in. They go to a commercial. And Scorpio Sky says, find anybody besides Sting. <laughs> Challenge us to a match. That's good. That's funny. That, that yeah. He, even at 62, they're like, no, no, it was Sting. Sting is the only reason you're successful. Uh, hey, anybody you know what? Team Taz, not so wrong for begging off from Sting, were they? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's and, awesome. Yeah, and another thing that's continuing, and I'm like, well, okay. But, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to be okay with watching Ethan Page thinking new ways to murder Darby Allen. Like, if that's the storyline... To me, it's very Braun 2017-ish, where it's like, what demented shit is Ethan Page going to think of? So, yeah. And they yeah. have unbelievable chemistry. And Sky's been doing great. I wonder who Darby could pull out here. I yeah. Maybe like a Christopher Daniels. He's not necessarily retired. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But then um, I, I feel like it would have to be somebody that would take the pin. AEW is usually really good at 50-50-ing people to where it's not really 50-50, you know what I mean? Like, Agogo didn't pin Cody, so there's a little bit of a wrinkle there. So whoever's probably going to get in here isn't going to get... Um, is probably going to eat the pin, and Darby's not. Nergru says, Darby and D- Brian Danielson, please. I'd be very shocked if that's the spot in which they brought him in. Um, but that'd be a lot of fun, though, because... Of course! Unlike Sting, there's... Very little connecting Darby to Daniel Bryan on a, you know, hey, they look good together on TV kind of thing. And I, I see somebody suggesting Tommy in. These people have 90-day no-competes. Uh, I don't know how Andrade got out of his, but he did. I'm going to find out. I'll ask. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It's been the night, hasn't it? He got let go in uh, either early March or late February, I thought. He didn't have a 90-day, though. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. He got he got out of Good it. Good for him. Yeah, he got out of it. Um, and I don't I don't think it's been ninety days. Let me see. Let me see. No, no, he it's not been ninety days. So wow. good for him. But uh, the bunny out there against Red Velvet, I have been very critical of the bunny's work for years, and right now it's better than it's ever been. I got to give her a lot of credit. She lays her shit in these days. And it's looking real, real good. Red Velvet getting the win. It is the the 9.30 women's match, so to speak. But I was very pleased about Red Velvet getting this win. I was more pleased, Robert, that she did not die. That she did not actually commit suicide on that suicide dive. Because that was very scary. Blue Meanie even tweeted me. He was like, jumped out of my seat and screamed, oh no, I did too. I was I was horrified. Now I'll tell you what got what I don't want to hear, guys. People that have never done one of these saying this was too dangerous. She should never do that again. She's done many of them, and most of them do not result in her almost dying. Um, Big E's dive always looks like it's going to kill him. He's he's made it very clear to me he's never gotten hurt off of it. So if you can make it, you can do it. I, I trust in the professional. But how'd you feel, Robert? Uh, very, 
scary dive. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those things that just makes you say, holy shit, even in the uh, <laughs> 1140, 11, around that time frame, death slot, you got these people out there just going to kill it and good for them too. They made it seem like Red Velvet's going to be going for the belt here pretty soon. And I think that that's awesome because she was in a featured spot against Shaq and Jade. And she's proven that not only has she stepped up, but she's earned the contract. Because she is one of the few people who's gotten that coveted graphic. And she's earned it and continues to earn it every single week. Orlando says, couldn't Andrade paid himself out so he can compete elsewhere? They don't care about that. They don't care about the buyout. They, that's not that's not it. That's not what they care about. Uh, Chris Raines talks about Miro's promo in the mention of his hot wife. He said, thank you to God for all my strengths. Shout out to my wife for being hot. And I do not like Evil Uno getting this title shot, Robert. Now... I'm going to explain why. And and Miro doesn't either. He's like, why would you do this? This is stupid of you. I'm going to kill you. But John Silver, who's been out for eight weeks, was apparently granted a title shot. Why? I'm not sure, Robert, because he's been out for eight weeks and he lost the last one. And he somehow gifted, like, AEW media credentials aren't transferable, but somehow their title shots are. And... I don't understand it. I don't like it. I, I know that TNT title is booked differently. And there's there's people that had the balls to say to me on Twitter, Robert, well, he can get a couple wins before then. That's not how you do it. You don't announce it, then give them the wins. That's why I didn't necessarily like it when Moxley and Kingston did that. You get the wins, then you get the title shot. Make... If if you're going to make wins and losses matter, and they usually do, make them really matter. Evil Uno has never won a singles match. It would not have taken that much for him to win a quick match tonight, win on Dark, win on Dark Elevation, win on Dynamite next week, and then have them say on the spot, you got a TNT title shot next week. It would not have been difficult to do that. They have this thing... Because of Brody, where the TNT title and, is. And hold on, hold on. People are saying Silver's gift for his birthday. I don't give a shit if it was his birthday gift. He is not cleared. Tony knows that he's not cleared. He runs the company. Tony Khan is the boss of the company. Also, Silver has not wrestled since his last title shot in which he lost. That is not a good reason to get a title shot, considering the circumstances. If John Silver was on like a five-match winning streak or something, sure. Apologies for interrupting, Robert. No, yeah, it's fine. And I think it's this thing that they have where, because of Brody, they want this to be the Dark Order title. Yes. And they're just trying to get every member to get a title shot. And Evil Uno can have a great match that so we're going to try to figure out a way to for him to have the match because they're probably never going to have him run in singles again. They just mm. want this to be a one and done. So we get this lame ex- excuse, you know? And people are like, that's the point. It's a silly reason. It's not a silly reason. It's a stupid reason for his birthday. After he hasn't wrestled for eight weeks and the guy who gave it to him, knows he isn't cleared, and in his last match, 
he lost this title match. Just give the guy a couple wins, man. Just give the guy a couple wins. It ain't hard. Your company's real, real, real good at that. I, I encourage you guys. This this is the type of stuff. This is where it starts. When you make excuses for stuff not making sense, that's where the slippery slope starts. And then nothing ends up making sense before long. Just make it make sense. AEW is so, so good at that. Because right now we've got a WWE show where almost nothing makes sense and almost nothing matters. And for somebody saying, does it really matter? Miro's winning anyway. Yes, that, that's it the matters. Mentality. That is the worst, most annoying mentality. That's defeatist mentality. That is simply, oh, well, Apathy. we know it's a work and we just don't care because this is just what needs to happen. And I hate that. I, I, I do too. You can you can understand and know uh, the, the finish and the destination, but enjoy the ride there and let that ride make sense. Uh, I was not big on the main event bull rope match. Dustin Rhodes, Nick Comoroto, Dustin Rhodes. Um, my God, um, fifty two main eventing. I'm very happy about that. He's as good as ever. This just wasn't there for me. I am real tired of the interference and then the saving from interference and then the gang rules lay off of it a bit, man. This, this match did not need Aaron solo and Colton gun. They could have done something on dark and did the same thing. Like this did not need that. You would have been fine. And Dustin Rhodes gets the win. Uh, Nick Comoroto is still, he's still green, which is to be expected, but they're good at hiding that. Him kicking out at one at times is very cool. I believe it from him. But this this was just okay. Yeah, they wanted to do something special. I think this would have played off better in the pay-per-view and not in the main event of TV. That could have been saved for something else. Fun match just because of who's involved. You got a guy who is 52 and his days were seen as over a long time ago. And you got a guy who very easily could have been wasted on the NXT roster. So it's fun to see them in the spot that they're in. But I do think that they could have just done this at the pay-per-view and saved the main event spot for something a little better. Buy-in would have been good. Ricardo says, watching Andrade come out and lay a promo was fire. Orlando says, could it be they're taping three weeks and saving their wrestlers for live tours? The time change is affecting the show. Um... I, I don't know how much they're taping right now. I'm going to find that out. But that was AEW Dynamite. It was, you know, honestly, it was one of the more missable shows that I remember them having in the past year or so outside of Andrade. And really, you could you could watch that via clips. Yeah. You could watch that via clips. But you know what, guys? If you don't want a missable penis, check out our friends. At BlueChew.com. That's right. BlueChew, the unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Their tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED, erectile dysfunction, or just those confidence issues. BlueChew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversation, no waiting line at the pharmacy, and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But there will be nothing discreet about the package that you unload 
after you unpack that package. Now, it'll be discreet to your mailman. Your mailman's going to be like, what's that? But by the, by the net, by like a week later, he's going to be like, oh, I know what that is. And you'll go, man, man you going through my mail? And your mailman's going to say, no, word's just gotten around that you got that blue chew dong. And then you're going to look at him and you're going to say, listen, bro, I didn't go to a doctor's office. I didn't go to a pharmacy. I worked with Blue Chew's licensed medical providers, and it's free because I use the code Fightful. You will say that to your mailman. You're going to look at your mailman. You're going to say, listen, if you want the most effective penis possible, you will go to BlueChew.com. You will use the code Fightful, and you'll get your first shipment free. And and the mailman will be like, well, I got paid five bucks. And you'll be like, listen, that's just because I paid $5 shipping. And that's it. And because I respect you because you're a mailman. And through any weather, you're here. And let me tell you, the next person that gets this blue chew ding dong is going to have to weather that storm. Because I worked with their licensed medical providers. And they found the right ingredients for me when I use bluechew.com code Fightful. Robert, thank you. Uh, WDB SmackDown was tonight. It was a show. The opposite of Blue Chew, Sean. Yeah. Roman's real good. Yeah. Roman's real good. So let's talk about, you know, we might as well say that. I mean, that's one of the only things we're talking about on this show. But backstage, okay, Seth Rollins was funny. Seth Rollins just takes his lapel mic off and flicks it at, at Kayla. I found that very entertaining. Yeah, very good. He's in a different zone right now where he's not Seth Rollins, you know, I'm the fun baby face. He's not the evil heel. I turned my back on the shield. He's just sort of playing a character and he knows that it's over the top, but it's been very fun to at least watch him have so much fun on TV. Guys, reminder, please leave a thumbs up if you are watching the show right now. Uh, please donate a Super Chat. It will get your question or statement read on the air. We do have a couple from SmackDown already, but otherwise you guys are more interested in AEW. Ken Shiro says, the Gang Wars is a crutch, but I much prefer to have my baby faces have too many friends than no friends. Hello, Mysterios. Yes, me too, but don't use it as a crutch. Don't excuse laziness. Never excuse laziness in your wrestling. Don't be one of those people that say, you really expect WWE to? Yes, I do. I expect them to care. Always expect the company to care about what entertains you. Never fall into that level of apathy ever. And that's what this show did. That's what this show did. Carmella defeated Liv Morgan. Boy, there was some tone-deaf shit in this match. Liv said she's had a tough week. No kidding. Liv <laughs> going it on her own tonight. Well, yeah. who else would yeah. be there? Yep. Where's Sarah Logan, Robert? That Where's Ruby Riot? They did not need to go, oh, she's going alone tonight because obviously she is. You've fired her tag team partner this week. Her secret lover, Lana, got fired that for the love do, of God. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. And, and then on the... the- on Go the ahead. flip side, Carmella is back to the I'm a diva and I'm going to be a model and be sexy, which she very openly talked about not liking on the Bellatrons podcast. Stupid gimmick. 
I am the most beautiful woman in WWE, and she is a beautiful woman. But the gimmick is stupid. Yeah. It is so lazy. She is so much better than that. And the reason we know she's so much better than that, Robert, is because every stupid fucking thing that they give Carmella, Carmella is talented enough to make it work. Every single thing from James Ellsworth to Enzo to Cass, and I mean like bad era Enzo and Cass, like not easy to deal with Enzo and Cass. She became the most successful act in that group. And I don't have any doubts that she'll find a way to make this work too, but man, they are not helping her. They're not. Speaking of not helping her, Bianca Belair comes out, challenges Bailey to join her, but Bailey's on a big screen, which is obviously backstage. And then her face takes over all the screens of the Thunderdome and she laughs. Cool. That's challenger to a match to Hell in a Cell. No stipulation. They made it sound like, oh, it's going to be this great challenge. She'll have a, something to get the feud ended. And it's just a match. That's I would have down. really liked Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville to be like, I mean, we saw how the match with Bailey ended, so we're going to give her another crack at it. That way it's just not like, oh, another feud that doesn't end. I mean, Bianca used her hair, and Adam Pierce and Sonya could be like, you know what? It is part of her. It's a part of her gear. Should it? Should we give Bailey the benefit of the doubt and give her another match? I wish we'd see some of that. Yeah. Nerd Guru says, live lost. That means she's way down the order of the women's division. You know, all seven of them. They need Becky on that show badly. Hey, you know what? Uh, sources have confirmed she is ranked top 10 on the SmackDown women's division internally. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says, I see Vince watched Cruella. I would be shocked if Vince watched Cruella. I would be shocked. Very shocked. Uh, I did, and it's very good. Emma Stone is wonderful. Awesome. Shinsuke Nakamura loses to Baron Corbin when Baron Corbin holds the tights because for some reason I'm supposed to give a shit about this. I'm supposed to give a shit about a baby face who double teams the heel after stealing his shit after he attacked him being a sore loser when that person beat him clean. Boogs and Nakamura are dicks. Now I like them more than Corbin. But they're dicks, Robert. Yeah. Week one, it was good. Week two, I was not a fan of Boogs last week. Week three, I'm just like, okay, we're already coasting. I want more from Nakamura. He came in super hot. He won the Royal Rumble. He was in a WWE title match at Mania. I feel like that's in a different lifetime now. We need more from this guy. And we need more from Corbin, too, because Corbin's great. Just not in this role. Not much more I can say about that. We are already halfway through the show. Hell more yeah. Than, more than halfway through it. And I, I wanted this to be a more in-depth review. So I actually enjoyed the Angelo Montez, Chad Gable, Otis stuff. It's simple. It's not. It didn't build up to a match tonight. Um, I haven't looked, but I'm sure they've wrestled a bunch of times already. I'm sure they have. Oh, yeah. But... Um, Chad Gable wanting to lead Montez and Angelo. First off, I was kind of like, wish they'd do it. Just wish they'd do it because that sounds rad. But they disrespect uh, Chad Gable and they're like, no. But Otis is not having it. And boy, that that attack looked snug, Robert. I mean, if you're going to do it in a building with no one, you got to make it look snug. And Otis did not hold back. 
Shout out to Chad Gable for saying, can I get the smoke? And completely straight faced. He's fantastic. I hope they keep him and they do something with him. But if not, wherever he chooses to go, he'll always do great things in wrestling. Yeah, um, I'm going to try to find out more about Chad Gable's contract. Stay tuned. FightfulSelect.com. Again, guys, please subscribe. We are about oh, 40, 46 subscriptions away from a giant milestone, and uh, we would greatly appreciate it. We've had a bunch of news about the releases up this week. Uh, we broke the news of the WWE releases. Uh, unfortunately, that's something that we knew before the wrestlers themselves knew about it. And Robert, which of them, I think Braun probably surprised us the most because of his placement on the card, but we're talking about a guy in Alistair Black who was in a program and now because of his release, where's Big E? And what does he say upon returning? He was screwed out of the Intercontinental title by somebody who doesn't exist. And I think his was shocking. Black's was shocking in the way that, okay, the rules are being thrown out the window. Same thing with Braun. The rules are being thrown out the window. But Ruby Riot, when you don't have a SmackDown or a women's tag team division, Ruby Riot was shocking. And so many people came out with just love and support for her that I almost thought, okay, they might actually just hire her back on, you know, Goodwill. Because so I, many I, people came out with... Oh, love. I think Braun will come back on a smaller contract. He was making 1.2 mil a year. And that that's when they were in full-on, like, don't sign with AEW mode. And not to say that he would have signed there, but he told me personally that he let it go down to the wire. Like, he was not afraid to, to reach a couple days of free agency if he needed to. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, all the, like, Aleister Black, he's going to find work. Ruby Riot's going to find work. Lana doesn't, if she so chooses, never has to take a bump again in her career. I could see Braun hosting like an automotive show on like the Discovery Channel. Like him and Chuck Palumbo just hand in hand talking about motorcycles or something. Lana, I'm sure she could do something. Uh, Alex in here, releasing Alistair when they did, screwed over Big E almost as much as Black. Why are they so bad at this? A reminder, guys. Alex did a full show that night of Sour Graps. Make sure you guys subscribe and check that out alone. Um, it was something. <sighs> Commander Aziz attacks Kevin Owens. And then Kevin Owens and Apollo have a good match. We will see this again. Kevin Owens and Apollo always kill it when they're put in this spot. I do not like Commander Aziz. I don't think that he does well at this. So, on the one hand, I like that all of this was logical. Okay, I I can't be at ringside, so I'll attack you backstage. Kevin Owens is selling the ribs while running the ropes. Uh, Apollo wins with a Death Valley driver on the apron. Like, none of this was too much, oversold. This all hit as it needed to. I'm over Kevin Owens as a baby face who just sort of, I'm going to fight my way through and always lose. He needs to win. And I see they're still continuing the thing with Sammy. I'd like for that to be in Hell in a Cell because quite frankly, the cage doesn't matter in the way that it used to, but these two can easily have a Hell in a Cell match. 
and make it work in any era. So I'd like for that to be where this goes. But as far as Aziz, I thought he was entertaining when he was crushing people's balls in Raw Underground. But, uh, you know, this gimmick hasn't worked for me as of yet. It's a stupid gimmick. It's bad. We gave it a fair shot. I think almost everybody gave it a fair shot. It's just not good. Uh, Ryan, if you can't send a super chat, I'm sorry. I don't know why, but you can't subscribe to Fightful Select for roughly the same price. You get a question in every week on my Q&A show. Did an hour's worth of Q&A stuff uh, yesterday. I do one every week. But uh, yeah, yeah, guys, you can get those super chats in. We are headed down the home stretch of this show. Also, guys, this weekend, I can't believe it. We have a Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul watch along uh, here on this channel. <laughs> Make sure you guys tune in. Yes, I would like to see the Sami Zayn thing in Hell in a Cell. And just to add the stakes, winner gets a U.S. title shot where Commander Aziz is banned from any involvement again. Why not? Yeah. So let's talk about the thing that mattered on this show. Kicked off with a Roman Reigns promo. He's so goddamn good at this. And he says, oh, the, just the seeds that were planted throughout this whole thing. He goes, just remember, Jay, do you really want to go back to them not knowing which one you are? So the Mysterios and Usos have a match. And the Usos lose, and it's a fine match. It's a good match, but Jimmy Uso's shoulder is off the mat, and I love that they didn't play stupid. Commentary didn't play stupid, which that was the angle. But Michael Cole was like, ref screwed up. And then we got it fixed. What did you think of the the first promo in the match? Because it it is all connected, and I could just go on and on. But I, I thought this was outstanding stuff early. I thought Roman set the tone real well. And they played it off by having the right Uso get pinned because clearly Jimmy is the one that Roman's having problems with. I love that Cole was like, nope, ref screwed up. This is bad. Referee can't be uh, screwing up calls like that. And then Roman just becoming incensed with seeing them lose after calling their shot. And that takes us through almost the entire night. Yes, so that was the issue. Reigns is like, man, you embarrassed the family. I would love to hear him name drop. I'd love to hear him say, like, Dwayne's watching at home. Your father's watching at home. Like, even even say stuff like, look at Tamina. She's got she's got a title. Like, yeah. stuff, like little little nods and stuff like that about how so much of this is so much of this is important and why it's important. He did oh. throw out the, you've been tag team champions six times and you've only been on the main card of WrestleMania once. Yes. Which was one of those eye-opening, like, holy shit, they really don't care about tag teams in this company moments. And also impressive of Reigns to know that. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, go get this fixed. And then Pierce and Sonya are like, yeah, we need to fix this. And I love that when they went up to the Mysterios, who for some reason were still in their gear, uh, they were just like, yeah, fuck them. We'll fight them again. We're not afraid of them. That's a, that's a baby-faced way of handling it. That, good. Good stuff. Didn't make them, oh, no way. But let me tell you the best thing. 
when Roman is talking and he's just looking straight ahead. And then he says, Jimmy, and he looks right at Jay. Yeah. Oh, God. That is one of the best promo points of the Roman Reigns character ever, ever. One of the best. I'd put it top 10 that I've ever seen Roman Reigns drop. It was so good because the crux of that story with Jay was him being so upset because people used to come up to him and say, which one are you? And his own cousin pretended, I think he pretended to not know which one he was. And he says, what's it going to matter anyway? Holy crap, that was amazing. He hammered it home with the, it's not going to matter because look at the way things are going anyway. Just completely playing on the fragile psyche of Jey Uso and the dissension he is forming between the two brothers. Just great. This is like Shawn Michaels in the New Generation era where everything else sucked, but then Shawn comes on the program and it's like a different show entirely. That's where Roman Reigns is here. I miss the super chat. Brandon Charles Powell says, I was so bummed when Sammy ran out as Apollo's music was playing, but the music stopped before he could start dancing. It would have been funny if it hit and he danced a little bit on his way to the ring and then did it. That would have been funny. Uh, But we get that second match and then Roman Reigns runs in on it. Yep. He's not even going to let him rectify it. He's just going to, all right, you had your shot. Fuck it. I'm taking over now. And yeah. I like that. I did too. Um, it it was one of those rare situations where it was a DQ finish after another screwy finish, but it didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it because I saw a story unfold. And I'm watching this story unfold, and it's the best story on WWE TV by a mile right now yeah. with the best performer on WWE TV by a mile right now. Oh, man. I am a Lucha says, oh, oh, Alex saying you lost to a child. That was just perfect. And I always say this. It's frustrating, Robert, because we knew this is the Roman Reigns that could have been around like five years ago. Like this should have been the Roman Reigns that immediately followed the, the Undertaker. Well, like, well, or that or the could shield. Could have even followed the shield. Yeah, it could have. I will say, though, as far as the whole you lost to a child they're playing that real close with Dominic. I don't want them to run that into the ground. Oh, oh, he's a child because you have people on the roster that are that age. You can't keep calling him a child just because he's teaming with Ray. Yeah, but I mean, with Dominic, I think you can get away with it. One, he does not look like most wrestlers on that roster. And we saw him when he was a literal child. Yeah. And wrestling years, they, they don't go... They don't go by as far or go by as long as regular years, but amazing stuff from Roman Reigns per usual. I am a Lucha says it's so noticeable how much energy and enthusiasm left to your voices. When you switched talking about a to to SmackDown, you guys are the best. Thank you. Hey, we appreciate all of you. Thank you. We've gotten a lot of really positive messages about our coverage this week. And I want to thank you guys for that. It means a lot. Um, I know that what we do isn't always looked upon uh, wonderfully and favorably in the wrestling world, but it seems like you guys are digging it an awful lot. And if you want to dig it more, please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I keep hammering it home because it's very important. I'll have a backstage report podcast that is up this weekend where I go in depth. I've got some AEW backstage news, and I've got a bunch on the releases. I've got a, a just a wealth 
of exclusive information about those releases coming up this week. Robert, what's up? What's up? You can follow me everywhere on the socials at Dude Felice. Check out the upcoming Fightful magazine where yes. I write a review of the first ever SummerSlam. That was a blast to do. And I can't wait for you guys to read that. And yeah, just follow me and keep checking what I'm doing. Fightfulmag.com, guys. You can get uh, the latest magazine. You've heard me uh, push it a lot, but that's where you go. You can get a physical copy, digital copy. I believe you can subscribe there as well. And we're already hot at work on the next one. There's so much going on at Fightful. Uh, This weekend, I'm dropping an interview with Alexander Wolf. Early next week, I'm dropping with Jody Threat. And some of you might say, who's Jody Threat? Go look her up on Twitter. See the type of wild shit she does. And then I have maybe a nice WWE interview dropping next week. That's right. Ricardo says, let's not forget to shout out the awesome mods. Always shout out to the mods, including Hannah and her terrible credit score right now. Until next time, guys. Wait, Zach Barber says, Vicky is much better with Andrade as it fits her cougar gimmick. Oh, I don't think they're rocking that gimmick, my friend. I don't think I don't think that's going to fly. But until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.